You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. I said, hey, hey, welcome to the Man Cave Happy Hour. I said, hey, hey, welcome to the Man Cave Happy Hour. We're going to drink a fine whiskey and smoke a really fine cigar. It is time for happy hour. It is the Man Cave Happy Hour, whiskey, cigar, spirits, the stories that go along with it. I'm Jamie Flanagan. I am Matt Fox. Matt Fox, you, you know me. You know me. You know You know I'm a sports guy. <laughs> you are? No, I'm not. I know nothing about nothing about nothing about sports. But here's what I do know, right? Because uh, I became a hockey dad. Uh, and then uh, I, I became something of a hockey fan, and, and out of the out of the major sports in, in Metro Detroit, that's uh, uh, hockey's always kind of been the one that uh, I knew a little bit about. And you know what they say about a little bit of knowledge? Very dangerous. <laughs> Just a little bit of knowledge can make you extremely dangerous. That's actually. it. But the guy we're getting to talk to tonight, uh, actually, I knew. I, I'm like, hey, I knew this guy. I knew. Well, you know, I don't know, but I, I knew this guy, right? So it's it's because uh, he's he's pretty darn well known and so people know about ed belfour and they know about hockey and they know stanley cups and they know olympic gold and they know well this i didn't know hockey hall of fame yes that is something yes. that uh, i learned i did not know he was in the hockey hall of fame and because you always think of, like the hall of fame you think you know like the turn of the century and uh, the previous one and and you know that the, just the old old you know and it's like oh holy crap he's in the, the hockey hall of fame um and it's a it's an amazing privilege for us today to be able to talk to him because ed belfour has launched a spirit company ed welcome to man cave welcome to the man cave happy hour ed Hey Jamie and Matt, thanks for having me. Absolutely. So everybody, everybody knows about everybody knows about hockey uh, and Ed yeah. Belfour. I mean, because you, I mean, you are uh, just one of the staples in, in the Hall of Fame, and rightfully so. Mm-hmm. And uh, but what people don't know is about the Spirit Company, and people are finding out about it. Yeah, well, um, you know, my son and my daughter and I, we started this venture about seven years ago, and. Um, it just started with us talking about, uh, you know, what Dane and I wanted to do. My son uh, was also a goalie, uh, those of you who don't know. And um, he was actually born in uh, Saginaw, Michigan, when I uh, played there in the minors for the Saginaw Hawks. All right on. Farm team. So uh, got a, got a lo- lot of good uh, memories and, and ties to uh, Michigan. And uh, always remember those days in Detroit, for sure. But uh, um yeah, seven years ago, we got together and we wanted to do something together as a family. And uh, we started looking into uh, uh, the whiskey business and um, we ordered a, a small still. Mm. And, you know, we, we were thinking about just doing it small time. And, you know, we were going to start off with just a little tiny still and, um, you know, make it for friends and family. And, you know, quickly learned, uh, you know, you had to have a license to do all this stuff. And, you know, what is it? One thing led to another, and uh, you know we went down the path and, and learning how to get the licensing, and that that actually takes a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a, there's a lot of ins and outs, and and uh, each state has its uh, its own set of rules, and 
Um, you know, the next thing you know, we have uh, 2,800 barrels of whiskey aging. Still. <laughs> Holy smokes. <laughs> but once you start, yeah, you can't stop, right? <laughs> right. Yeah, it's, uh, it's an exciting uh, business to be in. Um, you know, we have a team. Uh, there's uh, eight of us. Um, you know, once you retire and leave the game, you know, there's that, uh, that void. Uh, you, know, you miss the guys. You miss being on the road. You miss, you know, the, the excitement of, of playing the games and, and, you know, the fans screaming. You, know, you miss all that stuff, and um, it's hard to find something to replace that. Um, you know, so for Dane and I, you know, being back on a team and, you know, we have our schedule. We work every day hard mm-hmm. at uh, our business, and, um, you know, we get together with our team, and, like, it's like old times except we're uh, making whiskey. So, um, you know, a little different. We don't get to compete, uh, you know, on the ice, but, uh, you know, we put our – our uh, spirits and competitions and we take great pride in in the whiskey that we make and put in our bottle and put our name on it because it's not a, it's not a quick thing it's you said you know you've been at this for for seven years and there, there's a few ways of getting into whiskey because um, you can there's some people that is like i'm gonna do this i'm gonna source it i'm gonna find a blend that i like we're gonna get that and then we're gonna try to distill something that is like what i like or you can start working and in maybe three to four years have a product that you have no idea what it's going to, you got some idea what it's going to be like, but you can't be absolutely sure. That's quite a, quite a challenge to, to, to take on. What, what were you looking for in, in your blend when, when you launched it seven years ago, what was, what was your idea? What were you thinking? What profile were you looking for? Yeah. So, you know, for us, uh, we have a lot of pride and, and we're very hands-on. You know, I was that way with all my equipment. Uh, helped design all my equipment, designed the skate blade. Uh, those, um, you know, details that, that I, you know, really paid attention to. And I think it helped me be a better goalie and helped my career, you know, be as long as it was, you know, 18 mm-hmm. plus years. Wow. And, um, you know, we've tried to apply those lessons that we learned in, in our hockey careers to our whiskey business. And we were very hands-on. We wanted to learn everything about the business, uh, how to make the juice, um, you know, the, the mash bills, uh, the wood selection, the toasting and charring. Mm-hmm. You know, there were a lot of celebrities getting into the business uh, back when we first started, and there's still more. Um, but I didn't want to be one of those celebrities just slapped their name on a you know, a bulk spirit that uh, we didn't know anything about or didn't know anything about the business. And, um, and you know, that's um, where, yeah. you know, like we've been at this for seven years, we've been learning our trade. Um, you know, I tell everybody my first three years with the Blackhawks, they, they sent me to the minors. Of course, I didn't want to be in the minors. I want to be with the Blackhawks in the NHL. That was my dream. Mm-hmm. And I hated being in the minors, but it was the best thing for me when I look back at my career because, in those three years I was in the minors, I learned about the professional game, which was much different than the college game, the junior game. Yeah. I learned about myself. And these are the lessons that you have to learn, you know, to to be able to play, you know, at a high level for, you know, 10, 20 years in the NHL. Mm-hmm. And uh, I look back on those three years in the minors. Sure, I hated it. But when I got my chance to play in Chicago, you know, I made the best of it because I didn't want to go back to the minors and I thought I was ready. I learned those lessons and, um, you know, I got the call up and, you know, I played, uh, I think it was 74 out of uh, 82 games my rookie year. Um, you know, so that was, 
something I'll never forget. And I, like I said, Dane and I try to apply those lessons that we learned mm -hmm. uh, to our whiskey business. We've only been on the shelves for a year and a half. And uh, we did a lot of research and development with our whiskeys, um, trial and errors. Uh, we researched the mash bills. Um, you know, we tried uh, the different flavor profiles and what we wanted in our bottle. Um, we believe that, um, you know, the products that we put in our bottle is very easy and smooth to drink. Uh, we wanted everyone to enjoy our, our, our spirits. And, um, you know, we've, we've met a lot of people who have told us, yeah, we don't really like whiskey. I had a bad experience with it. You know, it tastes too strong. It's awful, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, well, yeah, I, I, I've had that same experience a couple times too. Sure. And, uh, you know, I said, just give ours a, a chance, you know, try a sip of it. And if you don't like it, you're not going to offend me, you know, to each his own. Uh, and nine times out of 10, you know, people are like, wow, I didn't realize it was going to taste that smooth. Oh, excellent. So, you guys are, you said you've been on the shelves for about a year and a half now, and you were in Texas and Illinois to start, and are, you're still expanding into other states at this point, and I believe you just launched in Michigan. Yeah, your crew's here yeah. now, doing it up. Yeah. Yeah, we, we got three groups there in Michigan right now, traveling, Dane's there right now. Excellent. And otherwise, he'd be on the podcast here with us, but yeah, they're out, uh, you know, meeting folks and uh, introducing our whiskey to the Michigan market, and we're so excited about that, and you know, we've been uh, well-received so far. I, I've heard that, uh, you know, our first, uh, I think the first order was 250 cases has already been sold. Wow, and great. they're working on the next uh, order already. So, uh, you know, hats off to uh, to Michigan and thank you so much. <laughs> There's uh, There are some uh, whiskey advocates. There are some whiskey fanatics here in Michigan, a with bit. without a doubt. So... Uh, you'll, you'll, you'll do well. So, and that's, that's something we've talked to a, a few people launching brands and, you know, it, it, it's commonly, um, agreed upon. You'll sell a bottle. You'll sell a bottle. The, the, the trick is selling that second and third one, uh, to, to somebody. And, uh, I'm really, I'm really anxious to, to dive into these, uh, give them a try because I've, I've behaved myself. Ed, you were so kind. You sent us some magnificent samples and I appreciate samples. that. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, your team did. Uh, I don't know if they're in trouble now or not, but, but they, uh, we, I've behaved myself and I haven't tried it yet. I wanted to wait and, and, and do it with you. So we have the rye. Uh, and then Somebody, we also, somebody's been sneaking some on you there. I see. That. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, well, we, we that, shared that was me earlier. I actually stole some from him so I could, uh, we're not together. The, 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 I'm dealing with a little bit of residual. That's why I keep muting my mic and taking sips of water. Cause I'm dealing with residual coughing fits. I apologize. And, uh, but yeah, so we, we had to split this up a little bit. Uh, but I haven't tried it yet. So I was thinking, uh, what would you recommend, Ed? Would you recommend going with the, uh, the, the, the whiskey first? Or the rye first. Yeah, you, want, you want to try the bourbon first. It's yeah. 92 proof. Mm. Uh, so whenever we do tastings, we always start with the lowest proof and work our way up. Yeah. So what's and, uh, what's uh, our mash bill on the? So what's I, in what's in here? What's the mash bill and what's this compared to what you you first laid down seven years ago? Yeah. So that is a 60 30 10 uh, weeded mash bill. That's a, and you guys did something different with the mash bill, and you went the opposite direction than most with the mash bill. Is that correct? Yeah, you know, I think the majority of the the bourbons out there are rye based. Mm -hmm. uh, weeded bourbons take a little longer 
to age and um, to taste better at a, a at a younger age. It's easier, I believe, to use rye. Mm. And we do have um, some of our bourbons uh, do have rye. Uh, we're coming out with um, um, a hopefully our first rye-based bourbon in the next couple of years here. We've been uh, working on it behind the scenes diligently. <laughs> Uh, you know, like what you're tasting there, um, you know, is the better part of probably um, a year's development where we, you know, go back and forth with different barrels because we use a lot of different cooperages. Mm. And that particular product is finished with Texas pecan wood, which is a very interesting product. Uh, there's a lot of pecan here in Texas. And so we harvested some te uh, Texas pecan wood. Um, the inspiration was a, we had a large pecan tree on our ranch. It was probably a 500 year old plus tree. Wow. And, um, we met a gentleman, um, uh, at Black Swan, uh, Russ Karsh, who he was introducing us to a whole bunch of different bourbons that had been finished with different woods. And he said, Ed, you might want to try bourbon and uh, or sorry try uh, finishing the bourbon with uh, pecan right uh we tried some of the other ones he had but we really did enjoy the, the pecan finished um so we went down the road of doing you know the research and development with a bunch of different types of barrels uh toasting and char levels with different toast and uh levels with the pecan wood and what you do is you age the about 150 inches of pecan wood in the barrel for the last two months. And it just adds a, a really uniqueness to the bourbon. I think it helps bring the bourbon along quicker. Um, this particular product that you're, you're sipping on is uh, 18 months. Yeah. And um, we've had a lot of people from Kentucky uh, who are, you know, they, they drink bourbon all the time and, you know, we didn't tell them the age of our product in the beginning. And they were like, is this six, seven, eight years old? <laughs> you know, and we're like, no, it's 18 months and they can't believe it. So, you know, we had quite a few compliments on that. And we're very proud uh, of that particular pro product. It, it has a nice smokiness to it. Yeah, It's got a nice, uh, uh, I've heard vanilla bomb come, come out of quite a few people's mouths. Yeah. And um, it, it has a, um, a little bit of a jalapeno finish. Uh, if you, if you let it wait, just the the long finish on it can be a, has a little bit of spice to it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like to call that warmth because it's just as it coats the back of your throat, it just it lingers and it sticks around in a fantastic way. Um, I've taken one sip and I that's all I've tried so far, and I got like red cinnamon almost off oh. of the off of it right away. See on. Um, on the nose, like a, on a red hot on that first. Oh. It's like a red hot little candy is what I got. Okay. See, I, I was it's getting really uh, that honey on the on the nose. I was getting the the, the honey and the the nut. Yeah. I could I could smell that nicely, and yeah. then and then the bourbon aromas, um, and then yeah, the taste, um, the 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 texture, the viscosity, uh, buttery, silky, uh, a little silky there towards the middle back of the tongue, which is kind of nice right now. I'm trying to coat this cough. <laughs> there you go. Thank you, Ed. No. So much for the cough syrup. I've switched. <laughs> Grandma's cough syrup with a little whiskey in it. <laughs> so, Ed, tell me, tell me a little bit about your son, Dane. Um, 
there, there's a process to learning how to make and create and distill whiskey. What was some of the things that the two of you went through together, uh, and in your, you know, research and development of, um, Belfort Spirits? Yeah. So we went to, uh, a school in Canada in Kelowna, BC, uh, called the Canadian University uh, Institute of Distilling. And, um, we spent a week there learning about the processes and hands-on uh, distilling and, you know, mashing and learning about the different grains and, um, you know, the different uh, uh, products that you can make on, on the pot stills that they had there. Um, you know, just a little bit about everything, and it was a great in- introductory course for us. Mm. Um, after that, we uh, Dane ended up doing a six-month internship at Woody Creek Distillery in Basalt, Colorado. Nice. Uh, great people there, uh, Mark Kleckner and uh, Dave Matthews. And, um, you know, they just took Dane under their wing and really, you know, helped him. And, you know, he worked there every day. And at night he coached hockey, so it was a perfect uh, fit for him. Fantastic. And uh, at the end of it, uh, you know, part of what he, we got to do there was we made our first 12 barrels of whiskey and it was a rye. It's our rye, which is our, uh, this represents our first 12 barrels, the, the limited edition straight rye whiskey. Ooh. And, um, so nice. he made that himself hands on. Um, we, uh, did the research on the mash bill before that. We, uh, we came up with a 70, 20, 10. Uh, mm. rye mash bill, 20% corn, 10% malted barley, which we wanted a very well-balanced uh, rye whiskey. Um, you know, I grew up with rye whiskey, obviously, in Canada, and, and, and a lot of those ryes are, you know, 95%, 100% rye and can be pretty strong and, and spicy and, and harsh at times. Sure. Uh, we wanted our rye to be um, very smooth and balanced. And... Um, I remember the day that Dane was filling the last barrel with the white dog. He was sipping on the white dog and he was crying. He was so excited and he was so emotional about it. You know, he was like, Dad, oh my gosh, the white dog is just amazing. It's so floral. It's so easy to taste, drink, and um, it's amazing. And I I wasn't there, but I got to taste it six months later. And uh, he was right. It was was amazing at, at six months of age, which, you know, a lot of rice can do that. Um, they can taste great at an early age, mm. uh, we've been finding. Um, so, you know, Dane's very hands-on, very detailed, um, you know, has a passion for everything he does. Uh, from there, we went to the Moonshine University in Louisville, Kentucky. We spent another week there. That was a whole new level of, of learning. Uh, we <laughs> learned all about, you know, uh, distributorships, uh, packaging, um, you know, marketing, uh, we did, we learned more about yeast, uh, distilling. Um, it was a great place for us to go. And we met, uh, some great people in the industry, uh, Peggy No Stevens, um, Don Rogers, Don Hardwick and, uh, Randy Allender. They've all helped us get our start in this business. Mm-hmm. Randy Allender still works with us and Don Hardwick still works with us. Uh, Peggy checks in with us every once in a while, see how we're doing. And, and so is Don. So we're so thankful. Uh, for the people there at Moonshine University in Louisville, Kentucky, and, and all the folks that have helped us. Uh, without them, you know, uh, <laughs> it, it would have been a tough road for sure. Yeah. And, 
you know, you're going to make mistakes, which, you know, happens in, in every field. You know, I've made a lot of mistakes in, <laughs> in, uh, in hockey, of course, but you learn from your mistakes and you get better. Hey, when you grow up with polar bears in Manitoba, you can make a mistake. Just don't make that one mistake. In Manitoba. Yeah. <laughs> the wilds of Manitoba. I was I was quite a bit south from the polar bears. All right, fair enough. <laughs> All right. So, uh, yeah, just uh, enjoying this. It, it's it's interesting how the the whiskey business, how how the camaraderie between different distillers, and uh, they see that there's enough room in the market for everybody and yeah, and nobody's so. nobody's trying to i mean everybody's trying to outdo each other and, and to to perform well and to, to provide a great product uh and outdo each other in that sense but i, I don't i don't in in our travels so far i haven't seen anybody really trying to do anybody in <laughs> you know right no uh you're you're exactly right um i remember uh you know when dane and i started going around to different distilleries and uh visiting with um you know, the owners, um, you know, Quentin Witherspoon, uh, Witherspoon uh, Spirits here in uh, in Texas. Uh, you know, he was such a nice guy. He brought us in, showed us everything. He even offered, you know, for us to come in and, and uh, do an internship with him and, and learn everything about it. Um, you know, Dan Garrison here in Texas, another nice uh, fellow, uh, you know, made uh, a lot of waves for everybody here in Texas, uh, you know, with all the laws and stuff, um, you know, every state has different laws when it comes to distilling. And, wow. you know, he really did a, a fantastic job of promoting the business and a uh, great gentleman to talk to. Um, and, and they're all like that. Um, you know, they go out of their way to, to take a moment to speak with you and speak about, you know, their products mm-hmm. and, and give you a little advice. And we're so thankful for, uh, for all of them. That's fantastic. So help me understand if you would, Ed, um, I know you guys, you're continuing to grow, you're continuing to distill, but everyone, it seems most whiskey, bourbon companies, spirit companies want to make themselves get into Kentucky in some way, shape, or form. Um, I, I believe there were maybe two undisclosed places you were looking at in Kentucky on the bourbon trail. Are you still a couple of years out from all of that? Yes. Yeah, so our original plan was to be in Texas and, um, you know, with our... Our uh, consultants being from Kentucky, they were, you know, they were educating us uh, on how beneficial it would be to start in Kentucky. So we did research uh, three different cities uh, in Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Um, we did go uh, down that road and, and uh, the folks there in Kentucky are, are awesome to work with. They roll out the red carpet. They understand the business. They want, you know, your distillery in their town. They, they recognize the uh, the revenues that, that are going to be created from a distillery. Sure. And uh, everyone supports that industry in Kentucky. So we really wanted to be there. Uh, then COVID hit. Uh, <laughs> the, the state shut down. What's that? And, What's going- I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. And uh, the state shut down and um, we really had to rethink things because, um, you know, they're still pretty much shut down there. And, you know, when you open a distillery, you, rely heavily on tourism you need that foot traffic you know you need people coming to to do tastings and and um you know buy your merchandise and obviously buy your whiskey um texas here on the other hand didn't quite shut down like near as much as any other states and so we had to rethink this and um it's looking like we're going to be back here in texas now um 
which is where we always wanted to be anyway. Um, and there's been some great Texas whiskeys, um, you know, since Dan Garrison, you know, really, uh, you know, made the waves uh, for us here in Texas. Uh, Iron Root, um, you know, did a great job with their bourbon here last year and won uh, World Bourbon of the Year. And that's, you know, that was a great uh, feather in, in Texas cap here. So, um, you know, we went to visit them at, uh, before they won their award and they had a family business and really, you know, cared about their uh, every detail that they did at their facility there. And that's the way we want to do things. So we're rethinking and we're, we're most likely going to end up here in Texas. Yeah, and, and thank you for sharing because that's a big misnomer that a lot of folks think. Is, you can make bourbon whiskey anywhere in the United States. It always doesn't have to always be in Kentucky. So, you know, people from around the country are, are doing their own thing. And which I think is brilliant because you're going to get different profiles from different areas of the country anyways. So uh, in Texas with the climate there, I, I would imagine that um, it would actually um, mature even quicker because of the climate in Texas, right? I think it can. Uh, we haven't done that yet because, um, you know, we've been contracting with Southern Distilling there, uh, there in Statesville, North Carolina, uh, Pete and Vienna Barger. Um, they've been great to work with. Um, they let us come in and, and work the equipment, mm -hmm. uh, do our blends, do our, you know, proofing down, um, do our tastings there. They're great to work with. And, um, you know, our, our loss, our angel shares there is pretty normal to what mm -hmm. Kentucky would be. Sure. Uh, but I've heard there's been as much as, um, 30 to 50% here in Texas. So, you got to be kind of careful how you age here in Texas is what I've learned sure. from other folks. Um, you know, we're looking at different ways uh, to age our whiskey here in Texas so we don't lose as much angel shares. Um, and we're hoping that we can get that, you know, to 20% or better is our, is our hope. Um, but we'll see. You know, it's, we haven't built our distillery yet here. We're, we're hoping that we can announce that. Uh, sometime here in the next uh, three months or four months, and then um, you know open the doors within the next year and a half. That's that's our goal. Excellent. No, thank you for sharing that. Yeah, because you know, yeah. I, I I really enjoy watching companies grow from from the ground up. And what you've done over the past seven years, you've done your homework, you've done your due diligence, and now it's time to reap those benefits. But you always want to tweak a little bit every once yeah. in a while, right? Uh, just yeah, to that's. That's exactly it. Like, um, I always go back to my hockey career, you know, after winning rookie of the year in, in 90, 91 and, um, you know, winning all those awards, the, the Vesna and the Jennings and, the, you know, being nominated for the MVP. I mean, that can go to your head pretty quickly and be like, you know, like I'm the best and I don't have to change anything and it's like everything's going to be easy. And, you know, that's not the case. You, you have to, you know, improve every day improve every year you have to look at yourself and say well, how can i be better you, you watch tape you, you know you watch the goals against you watch what you do well and you watch other guys and see what they're doing well and you have to evolve and get better your equipment has to evolve and get better and that's sure that's what i did throughout my career and and sometimes it didn't work it take a few steps back and you know then you reassess and like okay i i changed this let's go back to what you know it worked and then you know, go from there again and try something else. And I always did that 
and and it always seemed to over the years I got better and better. And I think actually at the end of my career, uh, playing in Florida, I had played 28 games in a row, which I don't think I had done that since I was a rookie. Uh, <laughs> my my game was like I think right at the top between playing in Toronto, uh, Dallas, Toronto, and uh, in Florida. My game got better every year. And, uh, you know, if the body could have held up, you know, I'd probably still be playing. But <laughs> unfortunately, uh, you know, the back and the knees and stuff like that, they just start sure. giving away. That goal, man, that is, uh, that is, uh, people say, oh, they just stand there. What's, uh, what's the big deal? That is a rough place to be, man. Come on, man. <laughs> yeah. So I, I laid this I would, I would down. Go ahead, James. I laid this down over some ice. I took the, uh, I took the 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 whiskey, the pecan, uh, the bourbon whiskey. That's the way I like. That's the way I like to drink our our pecan bourbon, is, and, is with a block of ice. And uh, it, holy smokes, uh, the pecan really comes out, and uh, that buttery, that texture. Because I was afraid that the ice would uh, tear down the viscosity a little bit, but it's still hanging in there. But the pecan really comes out when I opened it up with the ice. Um, it yeah, it should have gotten a little bit more smoky too. What do you think, Jamie? Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> yes. See, uh, see, Ed, I'm somewhat of a purist. I, I really enjoy you know drinking it neat, and that's really. Yeah. I, I will drink whiskey with a few blocks of ice or a few cubes of ice, and if I put a big right. block in, it's a it's a treat. Uh, but typically, I am a neat type of a bourbon drinker because I really enjoy that that upfront uh, feeling when I'm drinking yeah. bourbon. We uh, still, well, I totally agree. Yeah, we still uh, got a lot to talk about. We haven't even touched the rye yet. No, we haven't. Yeah. Yet. So, uh, what what <laughs> is the what's the mash bill on the rye? We got to dive into this next. See, our, our ryes are all seventy twenty ten, and that's the good thing is it's it's an awesome mash bill. It's very balanced, very smooth. But none of our rice tastes exactly like the other. And that's the, the thing that we we take pride in. Um, you know, I've done quite a few uh, bourbon tours and, and whiskey tours in, in uh, Kentucky. And sometimes you wonder, like, you try, you know, four or five different of their different products. And you're like, well, that kind of tastes the same as the last one. Right. And um, and I found that a few times and, I, and I'm thinking, you know, how, why is it that it wouldn't be different? I don't I don't know all the answers yet, but we wanted to make sure that each one of our products tastes different from the other one. Um, you know, we we take every one of our products and we'll proof down in one point increments and even to the half point at some point some some of our products to find the sweet spot. Wow. And you know that's why you have a 92 on the bourbon and 94 on a rye. Um, our uh, limited edition straight ride whiskey is a hundred proof. Um, we're going to be coming out with our first straight bourbon product here soon. It's our small batch. Uh, very proud of that. And it'll be hitting the market here uh, in May. It's a hundred point five proof. Okay. And um, it, it's, it's also a weeded mash bill, uh, but it tastes, you know, quite different than our, our pecan finished bourbon. No, I got I got to share with you, Ed, on, on the rye. And I, sorry to interrupt, but I, I'm a big candy guy as well. I like my I like my strawberry licorice and my my Twizzlers. 
that that's that strawberry licorice Twizzler feel hit me almost immediately on the nose of the rye. It's very very sweet on the nose for a rye, and yeah. you typically will get that on a rye. I just I, I'm curious yeah. what the palate's going to do, but just on the nose, it, it's it's beautiful. <laughs> it just should get a, a little floral to it also. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was yeah. When, when Dane called me. He was dri- sipping on the white dog. He he was just like that. It's so floral. It's so amazing. Like yeah. he was just you know just so excited about it. I, I, I when I sniffed this, I was I was that's my that I was excited. I'm like, oh, this is uh, not not what I was expecting. Yeah. Um. I just, uh, I would go more on a, on the candy. If you're, if I was trying to put a candy in it, uh, a chocolate, uh, caramely, like maybe even a salted caramel, like those Sanders salted caramel squares as a smell. Every so often we'll go to the grocery store, we'll get a bunch of bananas and then you end up not eating a few of them and they end up browning a little bit and you have that smell in your kitchen. And I, as I continue to know, as I'm getting a little bit of that brown banana. Oh, really? As well, yeah. See, I'm so not a actually, banana. I'm not a banana guy. I'm not. Mean? I'm not falling for a banana in my tailpipe. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not falling. Right, we have sorry. a couple of those brown bananas in the kitchen right now, <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. and that's just kind of reminiscent. But when I see, that's what I kind of thought about <laughs> when as I know this. But I, I'm I'm eager to dive in. So yeah. So what you have there is just 94 proof now. And um, you'll you'll definitely get those uh, you know caramels and brown sugars, uh, the floral, a um, little yeah. bit of cinnamon. Um, you know, there's a lot of it's, it has a lot of character, and it's for a rye, um, it's very easy and smooth to drink. It is yeah, I, after my after my first go round. Wow, that that just that just hits me. In a very nice way, and there's really, and I hate the word burn. Um, I like the word, you know, I, I like that that warmth. And there's right. really not there, there. There's a little bit of warmth, but it's not bite your face off warmth at the same right. time. It's uh, yeah, right. it's not, and it's not uh, an ethanol. I'm not really getting. No. I'm not getting a, a harsh ethanol at all. Um, because uh, when you when you because I thought they were older than they were. And when you said how, how young it was, I was like, okay, well, I'm, I'm waiting for the ethanol afterward. And I'm not, it's not, it's not, it's not showing up for me. Even when I, that's why I was curious. Cause sometimes those younger ones, when you put it on the ice, uh, not so much, but this, this, like I said, it, the viscosity and everything held up, uh, on that. And this is holding up. This is nice. Yeah. So do you, so Ed, do you lean more towards <laughs> the, the bourbon side or the rye side? Where, where does your palate lie personally when, uh, you're tasting something? For the first well, time. you know, I, I like I said, grew up with rye. Yeah. So both Dane and I are, are rye guys at heart. Um, you know, we have three different ryes on the market. We love our ryes. Yeah. Um, but I'm learning that there are some bourbons that I really love. Um, and um, that's why we've been a little bit slow to the market with, with our other bourbons, because I want to make sure they're exactly the way we want them or where I want them to be. And, 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 you know, Dane has a little different palate for the, for the bourbon than I do. So we've been working together on creating the bourbon that we both love and that we both want to to put out to market. Mm -hmm. And um, our small batch that's coming out, we worked really hard and diligently on getting that right. And I think we got it. Um, it's a three-year-old 
uh, bourbon. And, um, you know, I think it's really, really uh, easy and smooth to drink. It's It's got some complexity to it. Um, it's uh, one of those ones, you know, whenever we do these tastings together, mm-hmm. like Dane, okay, you know, try this one. You know, I'll put like four different ones in front of them. And I won't tell them which ones they are. And I just, just, you know, try them all. You know, tell me what you think of each one. And, um, you know, in the end, we, I always say to them, which one would you want to drink all night long? Which one would you want to sip on all night long and, sure. you know, smoke a stogie with, sit around, you know, with your buddies and, and just, you know, have a good time with good conversation, get some laughs in there. And, mm-hmm. and, um, that's why, what, what we always try to put in our bottle. And it took a while to get there for, um, the small batch, but, but I think we're there now. Excellent. And, you know, um, Belfort Spirits, really, it's really a family-oriented uh, company. You know, the your daughter, your son, yourself, I'm sure every, a few other folks. And So what was it that brought you, what brings you all together uh, family-wise when you're talking about your spirits? Well, I'd have to go back to hockey for sure. sure. I mean, hockey's all about family. <laughs> And, you know, that social aspect, you know, I remember as a rookie, you know, going back to, to Winnipeg, you know, I grew up in Carmen, only an hour from Winnipeg, playing the Jets. And, uh, you know, back then, you know, our recovery drink was a 24 pack of uh, Labatt's Blue and, and, a, and a bottle of Crown Royal on the, uh, on, on the table after the game. So, you know, we always had our, our pops and, 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 you know, Ever since I put on, you know, uh, a junior jersey and and uh, played for the Winkler Flyers, you know, there was all kinds of beer drinking going on, and sure. and and you know, hockey players love to be social. We love to be out and, and meeting people and having mm-hmm. a good time, and 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 uh, our family is is uh, Irish, and you know, it's that's what we're all about. It's just uh, <laughs> you know having a great time, and you know, we that's what our bottles, uh, you know, designed after. It's uh, it's designed after the the Roaring Twenties. Yes, uh, very Gatsby like. Yes, uh, you know, very Art Deco. So uh, it fits well with with our art. You know, our family. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we love to have, have a good time and celebrate. Uh, you know, everything we can. You know, <laughs> so uh, that's where it goes back to is 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 definitely the hockey. Now, now, Ed, you and Jamie are an absolute lockstep because when we received uh, your samples, we actually did a small unboxing little episode on Facebook. And one of the things that Jamie said was, what does this bottle remind you of? And, you know, I'm looking at it. He goes, Gatsby, because because of the Art Deco feel of the bottle itself, the packaging is amazing. The bottle is, you know, you, you, you can actually feel the bottle. You know? Yeah, yeah. The, I was, I was, I had that, I had a note there because you were talking about Moonshine University, and you said one of the things that that you dove into, which surprised me at a Moonshine University, was about packaging and marketing. Because when I think Moonshine, I think how Matt did it earlier because he came over with a couple mason jars and stole samples. <laughs> He's not kidding. <laughs> and so mason jars. It's, it's, uh, oh, we are a classy bunch. Ed. Um, that's awesome. So, I, I, but I, so I was thinking moonshine university is, uh, and, and so is that uh, someplace where it would spawn some of these ideas uh, of that the packaging was important? Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, they taught us everything about the business, um, you know, from from the mash bills again to the yeast 
know, how important the yeasts are, um, you know, to the water, um, all the things that go into making a great product, the barrel selection, the, the toasting and the charring, um, you know, to the, the relationships that you're going to create through through uh, the beginning till the, till you get your, your distillery up and running, um, the distributors that you're going to uh, make your deals with, and your packaging. Of course, the marketing comes in play with the packaging, um, the, the color choices you use, uh, the textures you use, the look you use. You know, when, when people are walking down the, the liquor store aisle and they're looking at, you know, thousands of choices yeah you have to set yourself apart mm-hmm. you know and that's what we try to do i tell everybody that's like version 100 <laughs> um you know i'm a perfectionist and um i actually not a lot of people know this about me i have an art background so i wanted this perfect uh we worked hard at, at that bottle and, and the design and uh peggy no stevens really helped us out tremendously with that and don hardwick um the, the eagle there, I want to tell you a story about that. Yeah, please. So um, that's the latest version of uh, the Belfort Eagle, and um, it's on my shirt here too. Mm-hmm. Um, so you'll see it all. It's everywhere in our packaging. Yeah, and it's, on the, it's, on the, it's, and, it's etched uh, into the, the cap as well. Yeah. Because well, yeah. you were you're known as Eddie the Eagle. You started it in Chicago. You had that double eagle on your mask, right? Correct. So, um, after we won the cup in 99 with the Dallas Stars, a good friend of mine, Jeff Friesen, who ran uh, uh, Carmen Custom there in Freeland, Michigan. Um, I had a, a car shop there for the better part of 15 years. And uh, we used to build street rods and muscle cars. Um, you know, we used to do the Woodford uh, cruise there. We loved being part of all the Michigan car events. And... Uh, Jeff's daughter was, she was just born then. We have a picture of her in the cup, Abby Friesen, uh, in 99. And now she's 20 years, uh, uh, 20 years old and she helped design this eagle and, uh, did, did all the artwork for it. So, uh, we're very proud of, uh, Jeff Friesen and Abby Friesen for, uh, for their contribution to the Belfort Spirits uh, team. And that's the thing about the Man Cave Happy Hour, Ed, is that this is the this is the information that folks really may not understand or know about it, about the actual the heritage of the bourbon itself and where things came from. And that's what the Man Cave is all about, to learn about yeah. why and how. And, and, you know, because the product is fantastic, but I love what the what it means inside the bottle and where it came from. So thank you yeah. for that. Yeah, I, yeah, you bet. I love that it's a family affair. Yeah, yeah, and we Amazing. hope that it'll be that way for hundreds of years. That was uh, <laughs> one of the things that we talked about as as a family. We first started this, you know, like I had a fantastic NHL hockey career that lasted uh, close to twenty years, and uh, met so many wonderful people, and you know, lived a dream, and well, many dreams, uh, you know, come true. And I'm so thankful to to all the people that helped me get there, um, you know, and and that's led to this next journey, this next dream come true of, of starting a family business with my kids and uh, producing some great spirits. And, um, you know, that can be handed down from generation to generation. And who knows how many years it can, can go on for it. And, and the Belfour name will, will last for hundreds of years, possibly. So we're, we're very excited about 
uh, Belfort Spirits and, and uh, our family business and, and take great pride in it. And, and Dane and I are just chomping at the bit to get our distillery put up. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, it, it's like our place. You know, we're like, yeah, you know, back when we were playing, you know, we always wanted to, you know, him and I joked about this. We always want, I actually did have a cot at the arena. You know, you'd sleep <laughs> at the arena because you were there so much. Right. And uh, we joke about that. But at our at our uh, distillery, we were like, yeah, now we can build a, you know, a nice room for us to, to stay at the distillery uh, <laughs> 24-7. See, that's, that's the right. type of, I mean, that and that is why you're in the Hockey Hall of Fame. Because you give 100%. It, you need to, you need to do that. And you're that, you, you just have that from my perception of our, 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 our long lasting relationship of 40 minutes here. Um, <laughs> uh, it, is, but it's just from what I know of you, it, it's just that, that you don't get in the Hockey Hall of Fame unless you got that 110%. I'm giving it, I'm giving it my all. And, uh, with the bourbon, it's 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 very nice. It's 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 done well from the the, the packaging, the juice inside, the stories behind it. Um, it's just all done really really well, and and uh, I, yeah, I can I can see this being an amazing legacy for for the family. I just and I applaud Jamie, that. Thank, Jamie, thank you for saying the word legacy. There aren't many people in the world that can say I've left behind two legacies. Yeah, right? your your Hall of Fame, your your hockey career, Ed. It, it was fan an amazing feat of whatever you want to call it. You know, I I can't play hockey. I can't even skate. <laughs> but what you did it, it for your career is just fantastic. You left a legacy there, and then to be able to leave a second legacy. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, yeah. With, with Belfour Spirits, you know, thank you for what you do. No yeah, that, that's uh, Thanks. we we're appreciating the 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 product uh on the consumer end so looking at your social media uh looking at face face space uh and and some of the other social media um i, I see like cigars yeah. popping up in some of the imagery uh are you a cigar smoker ed i i am not a cigar smoker ah. uh, on a regular basis but uh i do enjoy having um a cigar once in a while with bourbon. That's like us. Um, That's like and us. We, we are definitely planning on having a uh, cigar space at our distillery. Nice. Um, we realize how important it is uh, to that uh, combination. And, um, you know, Dane enjoys smoking a cigar with bourbon and, and some of my friends do. So, you know, I think we'll enjoy that social um, atmosphere at Belfort Spirits with some friends of ours and, and, and meeting greets that we're going to have yeah. uh and and you know we'll do it the same way we'll, we'll definitely have high-end cigars and uh, i'm just starting to learn about that that whole um, industry which is pretty unique yeah uh, so we, that's jamie, exactly jamie and i have been at, no, sorry jamie no that's exactly why we do the man cave is because we don't know we don't we don't know we're, we're learning about bourbons we we call in yeah. people who have done the done their homework unlike us we're just like hey can we try that and and, and so we we turn to people who have done their homework and and to the master distillers and the and the mm-hmm. and the the people that are, are experts in the craft to learn 
uh, about it. And the same thing with cigars. Matt and I, we're, we're occasional cigar smokers. Uh, and I had noticed that. I didn't know if you were an aficionado on it because we're not either. And I was going to say, so I'm not going to put you on the spot and say, what are you going to pair up? And what's the wrapper? And what's the <laughs> filler? And, you know, I don't know. So it's because no, we don't know. You could it. Actually, you could say anything, Ed, and we'd go, oh, that's fascinating. That's <laughs> wonderful. Uh, but it, it is nice. It is fun to pair them up. Uh, and to do that, I, I like that you're going to have that at, at the, at the distillery. Uh, if you make your way to Metro Detroit, uh, we're just, I'm literally a mile off of Woodward for the cruise. If you want to come hang out, uh, we got an amazing deck and we can do cigars on the deck and then go check out the cruise. Uh, and we're, we're connected with several of like the really cool cigar bars in town. Uh, so if you wanted to do a cigar event, we'd, we'd love to, to, to help you host it here and, and do that for sure. (laughs) <laughs> well, I miss Michigan, and like I was telling you, we Michigan has a special place in our heart. Um, you know, I, I get, like I was telling you, I got sent to the miners uh, back in '87, and um, I spent two years there in Saginaw, Michigan, with the Saginaw Hawks. Um, so that's where I started my career. Made a lot of great friends there. Um, you know, Bob Packer's one of our good friends who he still lives in the area there, and. Uh, he drove me to my first NHL game, which oh. just happened to be at the Joe Lewis Arena. So uh, the Joe Lewis has, uh, you know, big spot in my heart. Uh, not only did I play my, my first NHL game there, but uh, won the NCAA championship there with the uh, Fighting Sioux. Uh, we played good. Michigan State in the finals oh. <laughs> uh, in 86, 87. Jeez. And um, so... Those are some great uh, things that are in, in my memory bank. Um, you know, Dane was born in Saginaw, Michigan. Uh, we had the car shop there. Uh, we had a lot of great times in Michigan, and um, a lot of friends still live there. So, uh, you know, hi to everybody there, and I yeah. can't wait to get back to Michigan to sip on some whiskey with you guys. I'm actually heading to Saginaw tomorrow, as a matter of fact, that you say that. For my, my daily 9 to 5, I actually have a lot of clients out in the Saginaw market. so. Saginaw. Uh, I'll say hi to I'll say hi to everybody for you. Saginaw was a cool, yeah. cool little town. It, it's it's had its up. It's had, since then. It's had its ups and downs. It's actually kind of a little bit of a down. Uh, but Sa- Saginaw, there was this place because Matt and I, we have like seven different lives. I, I teach high school. He's a banker. You know, and, but we both DJ weddings on the side for fun. You know, it's how I paid my way through college. And, um, I'm the pilots, I'm the co-pilots, I'm the student. But back then, uh, there was, I, I DJed a couple of parties up in Saginaw. There's this cool little bed and breakfast called the Montague Inn up in Saginaw. It was this gorgeous little bed and breakfast place they did events in. And, uh, we'd go up there and I would love to, I loved going up to Saginaw because it was such, it was a cool little town. It was, there was some great, great historical things in that city. It is a gem in, in Michigan. Uh, there's a lot of things in Michigan that, that, that need some help. Uh, <laughs> second, I was one of them right now, but uh, one of my there's places roads, that need help everywhere, but yeah. One of my favorite, one of my favorite road names in Saginaw is called Titabawasa. <laughs> you get used to saying Titabawasa pretty regularly. You know, just, yeah, you know I when people aren't from Titabawasa. Michigan when they try to say Charlevoix or <laughs> Titabawasa, just yeah, 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 just doesn't happen. Ed, what have we? Have we did we miss anything, Ed? Is there anything that we should have? Should have talked about. Uh, we could talk about the special edition rye. I was yeah, telling you that please. we had three ryes. Yeah, that's please share. That's my uh, 
tribute to my teammates for the Fighting Sioux. Ah. And uh, all my coaches and all the fans uh, that supported me uh, at North Dakota playing for the Fighting Sioux. And um, it's got a beautiful, um, you can see it there. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. That's the Sioux head. Now, yeah. uh, this is probably the third version of the Sioux head. It had been changed uh, numerous times over the years. The original one that I played in was the same head that the, the Blackhawks have. Mm. And uh, okay. and so it was pretty pretty cool for me to play, you know, in the Sioux head uh, and then go to the Chicago Blackhawks, which was my favorite team as a little boy, mm. and play for the Blackhawks. So uh, the, the special edition rye, uh, it's a, a 106 proof. Uh, it drinks really smooth. People love it. Mm. And um, it's my favorite rye. Uh, so if you get a chance, if, if you see one of those bottles uh, in Michigan, there, that's yeah. not very. Yeah, that's the green, green label on it. That's the green label yep. one. Okay. Yep. Did, now, did you go down uh, a non whiskey road with one of the spirits? You have one. Do you have one that's a, a not uh, a whiskey? Uh, right now, we just have whis- all whiskey. Okay, all whiskeys. All right. Fair enough. Yeah, but but when we open our distillery, uh, we do have plans to do other spirits. Right. Good. So, all right. So here, go. I'll go back to the very beginning where I said I know nothing about nothing about nothing about sports. Um, <laughs> and then, uh, but the Hockey Hall of Fame, and I, because I, I actually working with a guy, we were, we were talking about the city of Detroit in 1935 when the Wings and Lions and the Tigers all won their first championships. Uh, an amazing year in the city. Um, it, but they were talking about some of the the, the people that were into um, the Hall of Fame. It was like the Baseball Hall of Fame. But he got pulled into the Hall of Fame. He was only with Detroit, uh, Cochran. He was only with Detroit for for two years. But he entered the Hall of Fame as a Tiger. So when you entered the Hall of Fame, did you did you have to pick a team to be representing in the Hall of Fame? And which team was that, and why? Thankfully, uh, I didn't have to choose. Oh, okay. Uh, they, yeah, they don't they don't do that. Um, and I don't honestly, I don't know if they ever did do that with, with hockey. Um, but I, I was actually worried about that because that would be the hardest thing to, to do. Um, you know, winning the cup with the Dallas yeah, stars, stars and playing for, you know, my favorite team, the Blackhawks as a little mm-hmm. kid. Mm-hmm. And then also getting to play for the Maple Leafs. Uh, that was my mom's favorite team. And, uh, it just would have been really difficult to choose. And I'm thank- so thankful I didn't, um, yeah. You know, I love each team uh, equally. Um, had so many great memories with with every place I played, and, and so many um, awesome teammates and, and coaches, and, and making new friends everywhere. You know, like like you asked earlier. You know, where where does that social aspect come from? Well, it's 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 again, it's being a hockey player. Right. You know, uh, you 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 meet the guys. You know, they're all down to earth. Um, you know, they'll have a beer with you and, and drink with you, and then. You know, I love going to the Hall of Fame events because, you know, I get to meet my heroes. And, um, it's amazing. you know, Bobby Hall, I, I see Bobby all the time. I see Tony Esposito all the time. He was one of my favorites. Vladislav Trecek was my goalie coach in, in Chicago, and I see him at events. Um, you know, I got to share a beer, beer with Ted Lindsay uh, before he passed. And, um, you know, such an honor to sit with him and his two daughters. Uh, we spent about two hours at you know, talking at, at one of our events and, um, you know, what a privilege to be able to sit down with Ted and, and just get a chance to, to get to know him a little bit. Sure. And, uh, I, I, 
so uh, thankful for those moments. And, um, you know, there's so many uh, awesome hockey players that you get to meet and, and, and just in awe. Like, I just sit there and I don't say a word usually. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're a young dude. Well, you're like kind of my age, right? So you're a young dude to be in the Hall of Fame. Because you think Hall of Fame, you think, you know, this antiquated thing, you know. But it's like... Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, so I, and, and we're honored to, to have you with us here. Uh, appreciate you taking the time and, uh, taking a chunk of your week and your day here to, to hang out and talk bourbon with us. We, we genuinely appreciate it. And, uh, we know people are going to be talking about it in Michigan and they're going to be enjoying it in, in Michigan. Um, so yeah, thank you, Ed. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. And, uh, I look forward to, Having a drink with you guys when it comes to Michigan, for sure. Heck yeah. So it's uh, Belfort. Thank you again for your legacies. Uh, yes. Honestly, to have two legacies, to leave, to have, just, just thank you. So BelfortSpirits.com, and they can find out about like the new releases and the new stuff and when you get a distillery rocking and rolling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, BelfortSpirits.com. And if you want to find out where we're selling, uh, there's a search engine on our website. You know, put in your zip code, and it'll tell you where the nearest store is that the the bourbon and the rye are at. We're also on Instagram and Facebook. Thank you so much, Ed. Appreciate Ed, the time. Thank you, thank you, and uh, gentlemen. And cheers. cheers, cheers. Yeah, you bet. You guys have a great night. All right, be well. Thank you. You too. Bye.